from the love of my own comfort, from the fear of having nothing, from a life of worldly passions. Holy mama, Dan. <laughs> Let's go. Here we oh, are. Welcome to the Pure Joy Project. Uh, my name is Paul Lanigan. My name is Daniel Reed. And uh, there's no Bennett Diffley and no Mitchell Veerling. Um, it's just us tonight. Um, the boys are off being diligent in their studies and um, spirits moving. And so it's just us, but uh we're excited so this is this is something different this is you clicked on this because it looked different probably um you touched it on whatever app you're listening to us on or whatever um because this is reaching a different audience um this isn't this isn't the normal pure joy project um this is something that was on our hearts to do and uh so we're following those convictions as we've been taught to and our and uh and we try to um seeing what the holy spirit wants to bring through us and so um this is the college survival guide um and college is so much and so there's so much to say um we're going to split it into three episodes basically how to maximize your experience um maximize the kingdom maximize the lord's work maximize your joy and peace and um, success, some would say in quotations, uh, in your time in college, because we've been doing this thing for a little bit. And so we know a thing or two about college. And so, um, <laughs> a couple, a couple years deep, handful of years deep now. Uh, and so, um, we're going to start with the pros and cons of what college is. Cause you may be a high school student. You may be a college student reading this. Um, so it may be relatable. It may be something to learn and look forward to. We don't know. Uh, but, uh, so Dan, if you want to go ahead and kick us off, give me some pros and cons of college, college pros and cons. Um, I think the first con, but it also pro, um, is you're just thrown into it, uh, throughout high school, you know, the goal is to be prepared for college and to be ready or whatever that means when you step on campus. Um, Hmm. and that's, that's not going to be the case. That is not going to be the case. And I don't say that to scare people. Uh, I, I love college. I'm at Missouri state now. I didn't start here. I started at Illinois college playing baseball, but I love Missouri state. I think college is a great thing. I think it's an important thing. If that's the route God's leading you on, Uh, I will never say that college is a necessity. I think trade school is amazing. Um, but there's a bunch of different routes. Uh, God has led me to Missouri State and where I'm studying religious studies. But pros, pros with college, diversity. You are introduced to so many different ways of life mm. and so many different kinds of people. Um, and that's such a blessing. You know, God created all colors. God created all walks of life, um, essentially all leading back toward, back to him and who he is. And it's such a beautiful thing. And I think that's one of my favorite parts of college is having friends from Korea, from Africa, from Mexico, so many different places. Mm. Yet here we all are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and most of them I go to church with, which is super cool. So look at all of us, all these different people. We actually just had a, a pastor from Italy speak at our church. One of our sister churches um, in Perugia, Italy came to speak. And he was like, look at all these people from every nation glorifying the one God. Mm. And that, that touched me. That was super cool. But Come on. That, I think that's my biggest pro of college is just the, the different people you get to meet. And with that, there's so many different people that get to point you towards Christ and that you get to pour out Christ onto them too. Mm-hmm. So many different relationships are formed. But yeah, I think that's my biggest thing. Paul, what do you got, man? Man, I, I, I was going to go the diversity route too. I think um, being from... A lot of people come from like towns less than 10,000. You know, you grew up with the same 150 kids in your graduating class, whatever, or 200 kids, 250, 300. 
um, your whole life, a lot of them. So a lot of people don't experience what's outside of their hometown. And so going to college is so like cool. Um, you're, you're thrown into these dormitories or these apartment complexes or whatever with, uh, people from all kinds of countries that you don't know the difference between. And, uh, it's really, it's really cool, you know, like you said, but that, that brings so much opportunity. You know, I like during the process of after dark and these different things, uh, I've worked alongside like, you know, Pakistani, Saudi, uh, Korean, Japanese, Chinese, um, Vietnamese, um, Italian, German, like, like Czechoslovakian, like you, like there's so many people from all these places that I get the privilege of working alongside, uh, for the Lord. And so really cool. And then that just, it just opens your eyes and you get the opportunity to build so many connections and so many relationships that could take you so many different directions. And, um, it is incredible. I think that college is amazing. It's a, it's a, a, an experience I would wish for anybody to have, not saying that it is necessity, obviously, but, um, like you said, but it is something that I would highly recommend, um, living there as well, you know, like maybe do two years at home taking classes and then two years actually at the university or something like, you know, just like what it's like to experience all these things, um, all this input in you, uh, there's a lot happening. And so, um, and that comes along like with high highs and really low lows. I think that when there's, when there's so many people from so many places and so many people that you can relate to that are like trying to influence you and you're trying to meet the expectations of all these people that want you to make friends and meet your wife or your husband and, and get involved in this, that ABC, like maybe you're an athlete, maybe you're whatever, like there's so much happening that that like pulls you away and distracts you a lot. And Mm -hmm. so you're like yes, I'm here to get an education, but there's such a higher calling to college, it seems like, um, which we'll get into. And, um, and so like, sometimes you can't put your finger on it. If your faith isn't where it needs to be or whatever they like, you just feel like, like you're just getting ripped up and down through like, Oh, good test score. Great day to went on a date with someone, went to get dinner with friends, uh, went to this ministry, went to this, like so much is happening. So much is happening. And all of a sudden you're like, I have a feeling of loneliness. Like I don't fit in with anybody. Nobody likes me. Nobody, oh, yeah. Like, you know, and so like really high highs, really low lows. College is so much. And so, um, when we're kind of getting into some personal accounts on like victory over college, basically, if I put it that way, um, we're kind of going to talk about the, like the feeling of everything, like how, um, how much can happen good, how much can happen bad and what like the Lord does with it and like what you're supposed to do with it. And there's just so much, um, to unpack in college. Cause I think it's like, it's stressed so highly in like society, um, that, you know, you go through these four years of this school just to make it into the next level, basically, you know, like you, you go through high school just to get into college, you know, you go yeah. your whole, you go your whole four years of high school, getting these test scores and building this resume just to get more money when you want to go to college. Mm-hmm. And so, um, there's a lot of hype around it, a lot of pressure, um, but overall, like we have one calling, you know, while we're here at, the, at our university or at our college or whatever, um, that we'll obviously talk about a lot. So, Dan, I don't know if you want to start with a personal account um, of like victory over a college is what I kind of want to call it is what I'm being led to call it. Yeah. Before we go into that, something you just said that kind of struck me, Paul and I recently talked about actually you just put something on Instagram about it uh, being where your feet are. Mm. And that's something that's kind of kind of stuck with me the last few days, uh, as we've we've talked about it a few times. But yeah, like the higher calling of college and just being there, but not just being a student. You know, it's it's almost cliche at this point by just because of the sheer amount of times that it's mentioned, especially on campus ministries, which we'll get to in another episode in this series. But the, your college being your mission field, and that's so important. Mm. Because I'm, I'm at Missouri State, right? I'm studying religious studies, but I, I'm not just a student, right? If I am being faithful to the Lord, how does that affect my walk? How does that affect the way, you know, I look around campus and see these different people? Because there's so mm. many different people. And, and frankly, there's so many different people that are so different from you. 
And my initial reaction is like, wow, that guy's kind of weird. I don't know. And then I'm like, whoa, okay. Does that guy not deserve to go to heaven because he's different than you? Mm. Like, who, who am I, you know? Amen. So that's one thing I would challenge anyone. Uh, high school, college, 80 years old, 15 years old, I don't care, middle school, kindergarten. Be where your feet are, you know? It doesn't just start when you're in college. It starts when you start taking it seriously and just apply your faith, you know, live it out. That's what we're called to do. You know, works doesn't equal salvation, but salvation equals works, mm. right? So let's be faithful Come in that on. and living out our faith. That's not me. All right. That's, that's from my pastor, from the Holy Spirit, but victory <laughs> over college. Uh, the biggest thing I say, the big, <clears throat> Man, there's so many different instances of little victories, which is what it always is, you know. It's a, it's just this the story that all ties together for God's glory. But I think the biggest instance I'd say, which isn't a singular event, would be like the first semester, the first half of the semester of my freshman year. Um, I walked into Illinois College, hot shot, you know. I'm a freshman starting on the baseball team, playing first base. Like, in my mind, I'm so cool. I'm so cool. And I wouldn't oh. be afraid to tell you about it. And Paul can vouch for this. Yeah, Super yeah. prideful. We both, we both been there, yeah. but Thanks. I walked on the campus and immediately I was trying to do what I did in high school, which was I'd praise the Lord on the side when it was on my terms, on my time, when I felt like it. And every other moment of the day, I would be chasing uh, popularity, uh, girls, just a good time, you know, whatever that looked like in the day. And so what was important to me at the time was being cool, hanging out with friends and baseball. Classes would come next, maybe, and then God, which, frankly, I don't think I opened my Bible the first, I don't know, a few months of school. Holy cow. Um, I just wasn't taking it seriously. You know, I was busy chasing mm. these worldly things, and which is crazy. It brings me straight to Luke uh, 8, 14 through 15. It says, The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who fe- those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures. So that was Daniel, right? Mm. And they do not mature. Well, I just want to highlight that part. And they do not mature. My faith, which was um, a spark, we'll say. It wasn't a roaring flame. It was a spark. There, it 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 would it would build and then it would die down as I came off the emotional high, which is not what we're ever chasing. But when I'd go to a camp, I'd be like, "Yes, Team Jesus, let's go." And then I'd go home and I'd go to a party, and I'd be Team Daniel, let's go. You know, mm. this is me. Yes, sir. And and it wasn't. I didn't get that. But immediately got to school, uh, partying, trying to find girls I wanted to hang out with, just doing stuff with the baseball guys, and it was so empty. And my roommate would go home a lot on the weekends to hang out with his girlfriend back in his hometown. And I'd just be there. And I wasn't going to church. I didn't have you know, good community. I had guys to hang out with when I wanted to go drink or party or whatever. But I, you know, I'd wake up and I'd be like, well, now what? What do I do? Because there's no parties right now. Um, you know, I don't want to go do anything. So I'd sit there. And like Paul mentioned, I was lonely and unhappy. Yeah, And for the first time in a long time, I stopped bottling up all the conviction I had on the way I was living. And I saw myself as what I was. And that was just a, a mess, right? I was chasing so many things. I had so many gods that I was trying to praise. Mm. And they were all fake. So many false idols. And the Bible talks about this. From Genesis to Revelation, you know, there's so many things that we chase that just that just aren't it. I talk about all the time how we have this this God-sized hole, and that when you think of the baby toy, you know, the circle, right? That's not going to fit where the triangle goes. And I was trying to fit so many things in that God-sized hole to find satisfaction and comfort in, and they they were great for the evening, maybe maybe a day. But when I woke up the next morning, I was, I was so empty. Mm. And what I do, I, someone told me a good buddy, Andrew from back home. He's like, dude, why don't you, why don't you go through the word, like get in the Bible? You know, like this is, this is what you claim to believe in. 
And I was like, dude, he's right. Maybe, maybe he's right. You know, I start, I got that little inkling from the spirit. I should, I should open up my Bible because that's what I claimed to know. You know, I was president of FCA in high school. Yeah. That's what I claimed to believe in. Mm, me too. I didn't, I didn't live it out, but you know, that's, that's who I was if you'd ask me. And so I opened up to Genesis. I started in the beginning and I read through the Old Testament chronologically and for the first time ever, I started to understand who Jesus was, not because I read through the Gospels, which don't get me wrong, the Gospels, beautiful telling of Jesus's life through multiple, multiple sources. But I saw everything that led up to Jesus. Hmm. I saw man in the Garden of Eden and I saw the brokenness and I saw myself. And I saw the shame that was on Adam's lips when he clothed himself before God and made him perfect and good in his own image, but clothed himself because of the shame that he now had because sin had entered the world. And I get tears when I was talking about it because it hurts so bad. Um, but it was such a good pain. Oh, and come on. I, lo- I look back at it and I just, I can't help but praise God because, you know, if he wouldn't have taken over my life through his word, I'd be the same broken, empty guy mm. who is chasing, you know, momentary pleasure instead of like the one true source of joy. Come on. That is the Lord that I found through the word. So my second half of my first semester was so different. Mm. And I remember coming home and my parents touched on this. My friends touched on this. They're like, who are you? You're so different. You're yeah. not the person that we knew. And I was like, praise God for that. I was such Amen. a mess. Now, I took so many things to school. So many things. I took. I was. I came into school with a broken relationship and carried that on for way too long. You know, I came in with different addictions and just wants and desires, and all of them fell short of God's glorious plan for me, which was Himself. Hmm. Come on, Paul. That that was long winded. No, man, that's so good, dude. You talked about. Um, oh, I just bought my mic. Jesus being the like the the well of joy. Like you kept seeking it in all these places, and you realized that you could get it all in one place. You know. Uh, um, dude, yes. And that like oh, I've said before. Uh, the spirit said through me, correction. That like people seek people seek all these things. Um, that are all found in Jesus. They seek the JV version of these feelings <laughs> that can all be found like, um, you know, the LeBron version of them can be found in Jesus. That's an understatement, right? So like people seek joy and and love and patience and peace and all these things that like the word promises we get through the Holy Spirit if we're like mm. walking in it faithfully, right? Um, so that is Galatians five, all in all is walking in the spirit, which I think is incredible. And so that was the verse that changed my life. Like the pocket of verses, I think, um, there's been multiple like watershed moments where my life has flipped on its head. Um, one in college, I can remember very, very distinctly when I chose, it was going to be different. Um, when I was convicted and I answered the calling that was going to be different because I was also an FCA president in high school. Um, that's how we met. Cause we were at the same camp, you know, getting, yes, getting sir. trained in the faith, right? Same with Bennett. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with Mitch, but we didn't meet him till a little later. But, um, like I went into college, I mean, just like, like baby, you know, like I really thought at the time that I was like, Oh dude, I'm that Jesus guy. You know, I used to get made fun of for being that Jesus guy, but I didn't know what my, what like truly loving Jesus meant. Um, <sighs> and so, I like went in with all these things and I was like, Oh, my wife is going to move in across the hall from me. I'm going to get a 4.0. <laughs> I'm going to be an all American on the track. I'm going to be like all these things like, boom, my head was just so big. And like, um, and I got humbled really quickly by a lot of things, um, by injury and by, um, lack of opportunity and by a tooth gap and by like all these things that like I was, <laughs> um, praise God, no longer have that tooth gap, but I missed that tooth. Uh, gap. shut up. I don't hear it. And so, <laughs> Is like is like it had this way of just beating me to my knees that I was like I need to do something differently and so um, I was plugged in with FCA on campus and like I was like wow this new kid at FCA like he's very exciting and I don't know what that meant you know I was a lot is what they called me at the time 
Um, oh, yeah. not, not to my face, but I hear about it now that I was a lot, <laughs> you know? And so, um, I just idolized what everybody thought of me all the time. Right. I really quickly became the guy that everybody knew, you know, that's always been my personality. I talk to everyone. I like sit down and have conversations with anyone and everyone randomly at like Einstein's bagels and like all that. I just do things. Right. And so, um, I started to become known and I started to really care what people thought of me, like especially the athletes, the other, the fellow mules and Jennies. I really wanted them to like me. And, uh, and then it just, it just wasn't filling me. And I would say all the way, I mean, I got out of a relationship that was a large learning experience, um, a year long relationship that involved a lot of idolization and, um, and just like, you know, not honoring the Lord together, basically. Um, I was fooled into, like, you know, my flesh was telling me it's what I should have been doing when it when it wasn't. Um, bless her heart. But it was uh, a huge learning experience. And so that relationship ends. It's my sophomore year. Um, track is going better. But I, like, had no idea why I felt so off. Um, and I kept remembering, like, I wanted these one emotion at a time. I'd be like, man, I just really wish I had patience. Like, how do I have patience? Cause it was like for one situation, I was like, I need patience. Um, and I used to think like, oh, I just like, I have this joy, you know, everybody thought I had this joy that I faked. Um, and then I remember I texted my pastor from back home. Who's like literally one of the most faithful men I've ever met in my life and uh leads and loves so well and speaks truth and sharpens and like just an incredible man of god like mark myers if you're listening you changed my life um but you know that and um i said can i have some verses about patience because i'm struggling with it and he sent me um galatians 5 22 and 23 that gets referenced on almost every single podcast right? Cause the Holy spirit is important. And this tells that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm. Uh, and that there's no law against those things. There's nothing restricting any of those things. Right. And so that I sat in that verse, like the, those two verses, um, for so long, just realizing like, what is this telling me? You know, I read Galatians 5, which talks about walking in the Spirit. And then I truly started to grasp, like, the Holy Spirit's role in my life. You know, I started to pursue, like, the epistles um, and, like, an intimate study of them. Because I was like, I really want to know what this means. Because if this promises me this joy and this peace and this patience and all these things, like, that's what I'm wanting, you know. But I'm not getting it from what I'm wanting it in. And so I was like, how do I get it? And then I, and then it hit, it, it like Holy Spirit interceded and smacked me in the head. And I was like, <laughs> holy cow. I was like, I just have to grow closer to Jesus. And so it was like, when I learned to, to be content in my loneliness and, and in my frustration and in my failure, when I was content and I was like, well, this is all about Jesus anyway. My relationship with Jesus trumps, you know, any sport, any class, anything. Um, that was when my life really started to change. I would say, like, over the last year, when, like, it's really, like, taken a whole different trajectory. Um, because I realized that, like, anything I was seeking in this college experience that people tell me is going to be so great, best years of my life, whatever... I was seeking it in the wrong places and could find it in one good creator whose character never changes. Right. And so, um, Jeremiah 17, right. is something that I, that I love to, um, to, to utilize when talking about like, you know, letting Jesus be the source, right. That, um, starting in verse five, we're going to go through 10. It says, thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. Whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green. And is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. 
The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind and give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Right? Like, this literally tells us that, like, if we are rooted in the Lord and trusting in him and that is our priority, we will be like a tree, like a tree with its roots deep in the, into the, the banks that goes off into the water. So we're never lacking fruit or life um, or this living water because we are constantly tapping into it um, daily and making him our priority. So this is life, right? So I was like, I was, I like realized and it hit me so hard. I remember like the three days of transition when I was learning to be lonely or like learning to be alone, right? So like not like feeling lonely because I'm such an extrovert. I always want people around me. But like when, right. I, when I learned and was sharpened, you know, it says that the Lord tests the heart, right? Um, or search the heart and test the mind. Holy cow. Like he searched my heart and tested my mind and was like, will you trust me enough in your loneliness that you won't seek these idols? And then that was when my life changed so much, like in that moment. Um, and so like that is my firsthand experience of like realizing that no – conference championship in track and field or, or, or any, um, any 4.0 or any, you know, compliments from females or anything like will not fill the void that, that I was trying to fill with the college experience. I was, I was seeking this like dreamy Hollywood college experience that I thought would be like, all right, well, once I've hit this, like I'll be all right, you know, and it just wasn't true. And so, um, learning to be lonely and facing this, these troubles, like these low lows that we talked about, um, got me exactly where I needed to be, um, for the Lord to work on my heart. And so, um, there literally, there are actually like institutions that do gap year programs, preparing kids for this, you know, can cook link year is one of the most encouraging things of all time that like. They literally, these high school kids go and community and learn to be strong in their faith. So when they go to school, they don't have to have a year and a half of emptiness mm-hmm. so that they can, they can have this, this strong faith that fills them consistently, this living water that is Jesus that like satisfies them, that they can have this before they ever transition to the big university. And so like, this is such an important thing. This is the step. This is like your relationship with Jesus is the foundation of the college experience, right? Is the foundation of like all the goodness that you, that you may seek in other places without him that like it all comes from him. So if you start your college experience with this, seeing everything through Jesus colored glasses, like your whole college experience is going to be incredible and joyful and full of peace and love and fellowship and right. and that is just what's promised through through Jesus and your relationship with him um and so like realizing that now maybe i maybe those 18 months were a wonderful transitioning period in my life you know where i was in that place but um like wanting the listener to realize that like if it hasn't happened yet now's the time you know and if you're in high school like this is reality and and we want you to like unlock this purpose and this joy and these things like through Jesus before you have to go through like these, these like trying times of like heartbreak in college to make it happen, Mm. you know? So then you'll only be getting refined further. You don't have to start at step one like us, like stumbling and failing for, for you to learn that lesson. If you have that lesson, then your stumbles and your failures will only advance you further. And so, um, just out of a heart of like vulnerability there. Like, obviously I don't know how long I just talked probably a long time. Um, Mm. but like, I mean, it all is Jesus. Like we could hit stop on the, on the recording right now and, and say that like the beginning of your, of surviving college, if we're calling that series is series that is Jesus Christ being your personal savior and you taking that to heart and making it true. You know, like you, you spending time daily with him and growing and developing in that relationship in order to experience the fruit that you desire to seek in other places, your flesh desires to seek in other places. 
Yeah. Um, so Absolutely. Come on, man. Yeah. One thing I want to touch on, Paul, that you said that was, gosh, if I would have known this sooner, but the things that are promised from the Lord, like this joy, this peace, uh, all of this goodness, mm. um, these are all promised by the Lord, but they're all promised from the Lord, right? I, I will never be the one to tell anyone going into college that it's going to be easy because it's not. And it, and honestly, like if it is, praise God. That is such a gift. Don't take it for granted. That's amazing. I'm, Wow, that's super cool. But like th- you're going to go through loneliness. It's natural, especially if it's your first time being away from home. And home's a place that you consider good. Um. But essentially, just reiterating what Paul said, all of this and all of the hope that we have for what is promised is solely rooted in Jesus Christ. Mm, come on, it's solely it's solely from Him. Because listen, I can chase. Wow, I could. There's so many things to chase in college. I'll tell you what, like you can go out every night of the. <clears throat> excuse me, you can go out every night of the week. You can. I don't recommend it. It's not a smart thing to do, but you can. So many things you can do. Mm. And there's so many quote unquote good things you can chase. Like I can chase spiritual community all I want. I can chase a great home church. I can chase campus ministry. I can chase getting the word. But the thing is, all of these are great. But when that's your sole source of joy and goodness and completion, you, you, it's all going to fall short because it's mm. all man. Come on. Granted, granted the word, the word will bring you joy. But Jesus, our Lord, is the only place that is going to bring you what you're looking for. I promise you that. Please take it from Paul and I. Come on. We we. I'm I'm 21. Paul, you're 21. I'm 20. We. Paul, are you really <laughs> 21 until July 6? I'm a youngin. You know that. I'm I'm just getting excited. But <laughs> well, listen, we I'm we're not that old, but I'm almost a senior in school. Same with Paul and Bennett. We, we I, I, I've experienced a little bit of it. And from what everything I've experienced, even leading up to school, it's so empty. This world has nothing for us. All right. Let us be faithful in pursuing God's people on campus, off campus. Like, for example, I got my hair cut yesterday and my barber started talking about how he's been looking for a church out of nowhere. And I'm just like, you don't say. Well, I work for one. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, you ever heard of Hill City? Yeah. Uh, nine o'clock and ten forty-five. Come on down. I will greet you at the front door personally. Ah, uh, but let us just be faithful in that. You know, there's so many things that are gonna pull for your attention in school. Uh, classes, friends, family, because uh, your family is gonna miss you too. All these are good. You know, go to class. Please go to class. It's mm. It's a waste of money if you don't go to class. Yeah, fact. And that's that's also part of being faithful in our commitment. But mm. let our primary focus be the Lord. It'll save you so much heartache, like Paul said. I promise you that. Man. I I think that um, so many people see college and continue to see their lives as like a mission to like you know beat everyone around them. Right. And um, I'll tell you that, that the word never lies and it says over and over again that we will face trial and sorrow, mm-hmm. right? That John sixteen thirty three, um, like Jesus tells us all these things about him and his character and salvation because in this life we will face many trials and sorrows. Right? And we can be glad in it. Yeah, we can, we can be glad in it. Right. And, um, you could see it over and over James one, you could see it. And I mean, I could literally probably, um, sit there with the word in my hand and find 25 references where he's like, this is going to suck. You know, John ten ten, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, right? The world is going to steal, kill and destroy. If you follow your heart and its soul desires, if the spirit is not in it. Um, and so, uh, first John five, five, right. Just flew into my head. Um, mm. we're told, right. Like, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of Man. Simply, 
the only people that will overcome the ups and downs and trials of this earth are those that are rooted in the Son of Man, in Jesus Christ, in our Redeemer, you know, in our in our reconciliation, in our um like our our portion, in our um our good good father, in our like like the only people that will overcome this this up and down anxiety filled depression college experience if you let it be that the only people that will overcome the the opinions and slander and persecution from others and the the good grades and the bad grades and the and the frustration and the moments of doubt um, are those that are in Christ Jesus, right? Are those that believe that Jesus is the Son of Man. Those are the people that will win the battle. That is mm. promised, right? It may not look how winning a battle always looks, but you are promised to have victory over those things. Amen. Because sin Amen. will never fill you. Worldly accolades will never fill you. Um, accomplishments in a worldly manner will never fill you. Um, but your relationship with Jesus Christ, if you decide to pursue it daily, will fill you every single day for the rest of your life that you pursue his heart. That's so good. Paul, if I can jump in. Please. If that's cool. This is this is a total God thing. Check this out. So listen, if y'all want to read about suffering, please read First Peter. Please, I, I beg you, please read First Peter and just learn about what the Bible tells us about suffering uh, and how much good comes from it. But let me not use my words. Let me read you God's. So First Peter 4, uh, we're just going to start at verse 1 and read for a little bit. So then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you'll be anxious to do the will of God. Come on. And I just want to pause there. Paul, I can say that you and I both suffer because of our sin. Yes. Amen. I think I think that is a very easy thing to admit. And what's awesome, guys, is I, I can promise you this. God will not cause you to suffer. I will I will argue that point with most anybody. Mm-hmm. All right. There listen, God's wrath has been satisfied on the cross. Right now, the ark there is not punishment for our sin. It has been borne by Christ. Right, He bore that weight on the cross. But there are consequences. Right, if I do something wrong and go out every night and don't sleep, am I going to be tired? Absolutely. Right, there's still consequences for what we do. Earthly consequences. Right, things come from our sin. We we bring harm on ourselves. The suffering that Paul and I had, we brought it on ourselves. Granted, there's also suffering that just comes from the world being broken, right? Like mm-hmm. if you go through Genesis, you're going to see a lot of brokenness, and people haven't been around all that long at that. It happens quick, all right? We're broken people, but praise God for wholeness found in Him alone. But I'm gonna keep reading. Verse three: You have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy. All right, Paul and I both reached this point. Where we're like, this is not fun anymore this isn't enough there are more immorality and lust they're feasting and drunkenness and wild parties and their terrible worship of idols i've taken part in all of these things all of these things they're all empty they're all terrible worship of false idols fleeting verse four fleeting that's such a good word for it come on it says of course your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things you do so they slander you. Mm. But remember that they will have to face God who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. This is why the good news was preached to those who are now dead. So although they were destined to die like all people, they now live forever with God and the Spirit. Mm. Praise God. Because you know what's awesome? Yeah. That's like, that's my, that's my story, right? I was chasing false idols, worshiping them through my actions, right? Mm. I got sick of it. The Bible hit me in the face, right? The Spirit showed me my conviction. Praise God for that. Mm. And my former friends, right? 
I don't hang out with a ton of people from high school anymore. Not because I don't want to, just because we have so much, so our d- interests are so different now. Amen. And that's just a worldly thing. Hmm. Right. On. First John, first John talks about, I love how you just brought it up, Paul. First John talks about how can we expect people to understand us when they didn't understand Jesus and we're trying to imitate him. Oh, Wow, that's I literally have John fifteen, eighteen, nineteen pulled up right now. <laughs> no, no kidding. Um, that I that I'm you know, that your college experience or your life cannot look like the stereotypical life. Because being a follower of Jesus is not the stereotype. And so it literally says, John 15, 18, 19, if the world hates you, know it has hated me before it hated you. This is Jesus Mm. talking. This is Jesus Christ himself talking, right? If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you, right? That because, because, we are following Jesus. Our walk will not look how like a, a picture-perfect stereotyped college life is going to look. Mm-hmm. And that is a promise. And that is, and I am so thankful that my walk does not look like that walk. Knowing what, you know, that that will only leave me seeking more and feeling empty. Um, understanding that I've been called out to be different, so this college walk is going to be different. Mm. So I am a, I am. We are. We need to be focused on being a a follower of Jesus before we're a student at Arkansas, or or a, or an athlete on the baseball team, or a a editor for the news for the school newspaper for anything. We have to be followers of Jesus's before of Jesus. Followers of Jesus before anything's of anything. Absolutely. And um, Dan, I'd love it if you prayed for um, for our listeners. Mm. And yeah, all the ears and the hearts and and all the above. Um, please. Yeah, absolutely. If I can close with just one thing Go before ahead. yeah we end in prayer, guys. Um. Just looking back, uh, Paul and I were looking back over just uh, old memories and <clears throat> journaling and stuff we'd written down uh, over the past year or so as just as we've been going through college. And God is so faithful. Hmm. Things I have been praying about and forgot I prayed about answered because that's just who God is. Come on. He's faithful. He is just, and gosh, he loves you so much. And I just, wow. It's just such an overwhelming feeling when I look back and see the the broken kid my freshman year. Man. And just so lost and hopeless. Just not a happy guy. Not a nice guy, honestly. I wouldn't have wanted to be around him. Hmm. And I just, I see where I am today. And granted, I'm not, I'm not so far from perfect. And there's still things I'm working. There's still brokenness I'm working on mending because of who Jesus is, not by my own doing. But all of this, it's just, it's just a story of God's God's grace. Come on. The gospel becomes so much real when you look back over your life and see all the mistakes and all the times daily that you should be on the cross right next to Jesus. But he, mm. but he's there for me. He's there Come for on. you. All right, it's all just one big story of God bringing us closer to Him as His children, and I pray that y'all would y'all would just just think on that. You know, sometime this week or whenever you're listening to this, this you, if you're listening to this in 2030, and hmm. if podcasts are still a thing, I pray hmm. that God would just Im- impact your heart and that you would look back over your life and just be like, "Wow, God does love me. He's brought hmm. me through so much, and He's not done." But let me pray. <clears throat> Wow, God, uh, where do we where do we even begin? We are just in awe of who you are. And, you know, praise you for that blessing that you've opened our eyes just a smidge to see who you are. Lord, we know we can't handle your your mag- magnificence, God. You know, when Moses 
saw you on side night, he could only see just a, a tiny glimpse of your back because you were too much for him. Mm. But Lord, I pray that we would keep our eyes open to where you're moving. Lord, I pray that you would soften our hearts so that we can see you and hear you. Uh, just in the day-to-day, Lord, I pray that we would pay attention to our thoughts and just where you're leading them, where you're guiding them, Lord. God, for the person who's listening right now, who's just unsure, they're lost, they're lonely, and, and they're just craving something. Lord, I pray that you would just intercede on their behalf right now, Lord, that you would just you just walk right into their life, Lord, because you've been there the whole time. Lord, I pray that their eyes would just be open to see you. God, I pray that their heart will be filled with the joy of your spirit. Lord, I pray that they would be filled with the conviction of their sin, Lord, but that it wouldn't lead to shame. It would lead to gratitude when they look upon your son on the cross who took their place, God. Lord, I just ask in Jesus' name that you would continue to move in the lives of those listening who are just faithful to you. Lord, call them higher. Guide their thoughts to be with you, Lord. Show them the error of their ways. Show them how they can be more like your son. God, help them to be faithful. Help them to love you more. Let them see your majesty. That's all we want, Lord. Help us to bring you praise. Soften our hearts for those who need your word, or because we all do. Mm-hmm. Just help us see the people that you've called us to witness to, Lord. And let that be our primary mission. Come on. Let us set aside what we're seeking. Because it's never going to measure up to what you have for us, Lord. You know the plans that you have for us. You're going to prosper us. We will not be destroyed because of who you are. You go before us. You're behind us. You're walking with us wrong alongside the way too. God, we love you so much. It is such a blessing and an honor to be able to speak your word because of what you've done in my life. May it ring true for everyone that listens. And for those who are questioning it, let them wrestle with it. Let them wrestle with you. But ultimately, let them see who you are, God. That you are God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Man, um, so Athena is gonna sing, and the song is "I Shall Not Want," right? So Athena, Athena underscore Keds on Instagram. She does our music for us, and she is absolutely incredible. Um, and the song "I Shall Not Want," right? Like, listen to those words. Take this time, be in solitude, and listen to that, and um. And pray that, you know, see mm. if you believe that, that when you taste his goodness that you shall not want, right? Yeah. Um, the two guys that that are speaking right now that have the privilege, you know, to to, to be on this podcast talking to you um, are two for two evidence of the power of the gospel. Amen. And we are nothing without it and we'll be the first to tell you that. Um, and so um, take this time to reflect um, to prepare your heart and and allow the Lord to work on it, um, renewing your mind and um, testing you so that if you're in this college time, that you can do it, um, that, that you plus Jesus is an unstoppable duo and it has nothing to do with you. Um, and if you're approaching this college time or facing persecution wherever you're at, um, knowing that that when you taste his goodness, you won't want anything else. Um, so... Uh, we love you, and we're praying for you. Yeah, and and we we are on your side and your biggest fans. Um, so it's one kingdom and one team and one one army. And so let's go. Um, and if Bennett was here, he'd say, uh, "Hit that button."
from the fear of serving others Oh, from the fear of death or trial And from the fear